Hello and welcome to TV Watch, a podcast from Digital TV Europe looking at the biggest news and trends in the worlds of broadcasting, streaming and everything else to do with the TV industry in Europe and further afield. I'm Jonathan Easton, Deputy Editor of Digital TV Europe and on today's show I speak with Brian Henderson, Sky Sports Director of Cricket and NFL about the broadcaster's plans for the first ever season of The 100. The launch of any new sports competition is always exciting. Whether a die-hard fan of the sport or a newcomer, a new competition presents an avenue for entry to increase the fan base and make broadcasters plenty of money in the process. And we are just about to see a brand new cricket tournament launched dubbed The 100, Initially scheduled to start in 2020, but delayed because of that pesky pandemic, the tournament will, as the name suggests, be based around 100 ball cricket matches with eight men's and women's teams across England and Wales. The format is designed to attract a younger and more diverse crowd, and this extends to the broadcasting plans, with all women's matches and some of the men's matches available to watch for free. Joining me now on the eve of the tournament's debut on July 21st is Brian Henderson, Director of Cricket and NFL at Sky Sports. So you've talked about expanding cricket's audience. How will the 100 look to achieve this? Well, first of all, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, we're kind of just under a week out now, so we're pretty excited about this new tournament that's um, that, that, that's la- that's launching next week. Yeah, I guess the 100, the whole point of it is to try and future-proof the sport. Cricket is actually in, in really good shape at the moment. The England teams are doing unbelievably well. Participation's okay. And, uh, you know, women's sport is doing unbelievably well. Um, and, and we're very proud to support, and the, you know, with the, with the small role that Sky Sports plays in, in, in supporting the sport. It does, however, perhaps have a slight demographics problem. And I think ECB should be uh, lauded for recognising that and trying to do something about it. It'd be very easy to just pretend the garden is completely rosy. But I guess it's their job and our job to an extent to, st- to stay ahead of the curve. When I talk about our average audience on, on Sky, and it's actually very similar if it's on the BBC or people that physically go to go to games, then that average audience is typically um, white, it's male, it's mid to late 50s, and it's ABC1. And that's very, that, you know, and that's fine. We're very grateful for that kind of, you know, um, average, if you like, or, or, or type of person that supports the game at the moment. But if you want to grow the sport and if you want to future-proof the sport, then you need to really start hitting some of those younger demographics, getting more women interested in the game and in our coverage, and the same with same with diversity. So we hope that the 100 will, will, will do that. It's breaking down some, some barriers to entry. It's simpler to understand. We know that research suggests that a lot of people that, that might think about liking the sport are put off because they don't understand it. The 100 is going to be presented in a slightly different way. It's going to be a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more fun. Um, we're going to try and get away from some of the, the difficult language that people don't understand. But it's important to also remember that world-class cricket is at the heart of this, right? It's not, this isn't dumbed-down competition or dumbed-down coverage. I'm hoping that it will be elite coverage of an elite competition, but just presented in a slightly more engaging way so that more people can can enjoy it. Kind of in a similar way to what the IPL did for cricket in India, would you say? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, the IPL started a long time ago and it's grown and grown and grown. And it was born largely out of the success that India had at the 2020 World Cup in 2007 
I remember the first time I switched on the IPL and just very simply the, the gear that the, that the teams played in was kind of bright and bold and silvers and golds and bright reds and bright blues. And you sort of thought, wow, this is just this is just different, just through something as simple as the kit. And ultimately, you know, television coverage can't really lie. It's really about, you know, you can you can only cover what what you're there to cover. And if the product is good and the IPL product was amazing, then the television coverage follows from that. And that really goes for the same as us next week. If the players are, are authentic and they're trying really hard and they're of a high standard and it's good pitches and it's, uh, you know, there's good crowds and it's a good event and it's fun and buzzing, then really it should be a relatively easy job for us to tell that story. In terms of coverage, the the matches are being broadcast across the Sky Sports channels. You've rebranded or you're rebranding the Sky Sports Cricket to Sky Sports 100 for the duration of the of the tournament. And then there are also a number of matches being broadcast on Sky One and on YouTube. Can you talk a bit about why you decided to go with this approach of, you know, really broadening the way you're presenting it? Yeah, of course. I mean, in very simple terms, you know, when you're launching a new competition, I think you have to have slightly different metrics for success. So you're, you you realise that not everybody's going to have an immediate affinity to Manchester Originals or to Southern Brave. And therefore, the whole point in year one, I think, is to just get the competition as out there as possible. Right. We can't be um, completely reliant on on normal metrics like, you know, viewing upgrades and viewing figures. If, if we fast forward a month, what are we really hoping to achieve? And that is an appetite for, for year two in the simplest terms. And, that you know, people thinking, well, that was great. Can't wait for that next year. And the only way that they're going to be able to sort of say, well, that was great is if they get some experience of it. So we've decided to open open up our distribution a little bit as part of a kind of a strategy called Cricket is for Everybody, um, which is kind of one of the five pillars that helped shape our thinking when we when we when a couple of years ago we sat down to work out what this competition looked like for sky so as part of the cricket is for everybody pillar we decided to increase our distribution and we've done that um yeah rebranding the cricket channel will hopefully just bring bring a bit of attention to the competition we will elevate a lot of the games on sky sports main event we know that that really helps with regards to viewing figures but that is still part of the of the um the paid for extra packs if you like that Mm. that people purchase via, via, via sky sports they will also be able to see a whole lot of games on sky one on sky sports mix which is part of our basic pack and we've decided to put a number of games and all the women's competition in fact on the sky cricket youtube channel and again, it's all tied in with just trying to uh, get increased exposure for the competition and to try and hit some of those demographics that I spoke about earlier, because we know that younger people especially consume content in, in different ways. And in, in terms of the presentation, I know that that's a big focus the of, of the branding. Um, and you mentioned there about the IPL being very bright colours and everything. And it certainly seems in terms of the branding for the 100, it's kind of a similar sort of... Mm-hmm bold look but you've also got these holograms the augmented reality avatars uh, avatars uh, as you say what was the thinking behind introducing that and how do you think it will enhance the broadcast sure i guess when well every year it's my job to try and make this, the sky cricket coverage better so you're always looking at how you can do that and it might be through graphics it might be through a new commentator it might be through new technology so you've always got your eyes open um, uh, to what is out there in terms of tech. 
I looked at the Sky Golf coverage, um, and for a couple of years now, they've been using augmented reality um, volumetric capture, right? And in simple terms, that's just a whole lot of cameras in a room capturing a kind of a 360 photographic image of a of a golfer. And really, it's probably one of the best, if not the best, tech advances in sport that I've seen in in the last few years. So the same team that did that for Sky came to me and said, what about doing something similar for, for the 100? And my immediate reaction was, was, yeah, absolutely. They then suggested that, you know, instead of volumetric capture, they wanted to do something called motion capture. And without getting into too much of the specifics, basically, as I've said, volumetric capture is all about capturing an actual photographic image. With motion capture, you combine facial recognition technology to kind of, you know, to recognize someone's face and marry that up, if you like, with a, it's a kind of a, a, a motion capture suit. It's like a wetsuit with a whole lot of sensors on it. And when you, when you marry that up, then the, the designers can create, can create an avatar. So it's, it's sort of, um, it's like video gaming meets, meets live sports production in many ways. Mm. And look, it's just a bit of fun. We're, I'm not completely sure if it's going to work. I think the benefits for our linear broadcasts are pretty obvious and that we could have, you know, Nasser Hussain talking next to a hologram of Joss Butler playing a ramp shot and discussing the kind of the, you know, the technical merits or the, the or the abilities of Joss. What's really cool, I think, is the ability we hope to to beam those clips into 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 people's lives via their mobile phone, so you can get Joss Butler or Ben Stokes or Nat Sever or whoever playing shots and demonstrating their skills on your on your kitchen kitchen <laughs> table or in your garden, and you know hopefully the technology will work. You know you, you you try and take some risks, you try and have some fun. Again, you're hoping that some of this might appeal to the sort of the sort of the younger, more targeted demographics. But we'll, but we'll see. We, we've got a big testing day next week and yes. hope, the tech, hope the technology works. How has the um, impact of COVID affected the production preparation for the 100? Yeah, that's a, that, that's a really good question. I mean, the last 15, you know, the last hour, year and a half has been incredibly challenging for everybody. And it's no different for us trying to put cricket matches on. Um, it was difficult last year covering the internationals, but we kind of got through it. And then... It's been such a process um, working out kind of all the elements of our coverage for this competition. And then if I'm honest, if I sit a week out, my biggest worry is COVID. And yeah, we're talking about avatars and we're talking about broadcast graphics and presentation pods and new commentators and all these things that we're doing. The biggest worry now is will the yeah. games physically, physically go ahead? And that all it would take is, you know, is, is, is some bubble breaches or, or some, you know, hopefully... Um, the cricketers um, are, uh, you know, don't get pinged or, get, you know, are, clearly it would be very easy, as we've seen in the last few days, for teams to be affected by by this horrible, horrible thing that's going on. And the same goes for our production staff. Our priority is keeping people people safe. Um, but we're, you know, we're very busy. There's not much slack in the system. And so hopefully, you know, I kind of I, I pray that we can get through the next couple of months Um without too many without too many COVID issues but it's definitely a concern well hope, hopefully that'll subside a bit as people continue to get vaccinated and and um, the players get more used to how how the system works with the tournament and all the bubbles and everything how, how, how you envision the presentation whether it's leaning on kind of what's previously been done with your cricket presentation seeing what what you've done there what's worked and kind of 
bringing that over or have you really started from the ground floor with a fresh slate? Uh, that is a good question. We have we have started with a fresh slate, but ultimately, like I said earlier, this is still hopefully elite coverage of elite cricket, right? So that's that's at the core of what we're doing. We're just going to present things in a slightly different way. And the 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 most difficult challenge I think we faced is getting the balance right between making sure that our coverage is enjoyable for people that are new to the sport, whilst not dumbing things down, uh, so that your your core fan, your elite fan, doesn't feel doesn't feel that we're that, that we're dumbing it down or or, um, or or the coverage is patronizing to them. So I think in general terms, we won't be doing the elite technical analysis that we typically that we do on our on our international cricket. And we'll just be trying to have a little bit more fun and telling player stories in a slightly different 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 way. The more human element of the players, perhaps, as opposed to their trigger movements or hand positions as mm. they release the ball. And I don't know, it's just getting that balance right. It's still going to be elite coverage of elite cricket but hopefully just with a slightly a slightly more relaxed um just with a slightly more relaxed lens lens on it but i suppose the ultimate aim is that people who have never considered watching cricket in the past or tune into the hundred and get really engrossed into it and then decide oh i'm going to start watching test matches gonna yeah absolutely you're absolutely hoping that this is an entrance to the sport that and what we found in, in a lot of the research that's, that, that's been done is that is that some sports fans are just put off by cricket because they don't understand it. Whereas with this competition, it is simply each team faces 100 balls and the team that gets the most runs wins. And that's a pretty good starting point. And with all our broadcast graphics, it's really ball, runs and balls are the currency of the competition. And that's what you'll predominantly see, um, see on screen. And so, you know, most people that are watching for the first time should be able to understand the game relatively easy and certainly easier than they would have done if it was just another, yet another T20 competition being launched. I think one positive about it is that it has a very finite outlook in that it's kind of all the matches will be around the kind of two and a half hour mark. Yeah. Whereas cricket is very unpredictable in terms of how long it's going to take, whether it's going to be impacted by weather, you know, there's Tell so many variables, it. Yeah, as I'm sure you're aware. So hopefully this will kind of give a more streamlined yeah, approach. Absolutely. If you're targeting families, families want to, you know, they don't want to be there all day. They want to know when it's going to start, obviously. They want to know when it's going to finish. And if you're wanting to take, you know, sort of, children, you know, 10, 12 year old children it can't be going on until half 10 11 o'clock at night mm. and so it's important that the pace of play is kept up it's important that the that, that play finishes at a certain time and you know hopefully everybody's invited and hopefully you know whether you're a new fan um or a or an existing fan there'll be something for everybody in this and that and, the, and that a wider pool of people can enjoy this great sport well i wish you all the best with the hundred and hope that none of your Kind of covid concerns come true and it all goes ahead very smoothly thanks very much that's very kind of you so that's the show thank you very much to sky sports brian henderson and thank you for listening TV Watch is written, produced and mixed by me, Jonathan Easton, and Digital TV Europe's editor is Stuart Thompson. You can find me on Twitter at EastJohnEast or get in touch with me via email at Jonathan.Easton, that's E-A-S-T-O-N, at Informer.com. 
You can follow Digital TV Europe at Digital TV Europe on Twitter and at DigitalTVEurope.com where you can sign up for our daily newsletter that will keep you up to speed on all the latest goings on in the TV industry. And if you're new to the show and would like to be informed when the latest episodes are released, you can subscribe to TV Watch on your preferred podcast platform of choice, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts or whatever. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye.